Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who's quick to let me know when I have a habit that needs to be broken. Oh, come Heather. on now. I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I know. You don't want to change me. I'm perfect just the way no, I am. Exactly. In fact, <laughs> I'm addicted to you, babe. You're a hard habit to break. For our listeners over 40, that is from a band called Chicago. <laughs> Don't worry, though. For our listeners under 40, I just discovered Justin Bieber, so I'll try to break out some newer newer hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, today we have a, yet another fun show planned. We are going to be talking about how to break some bad money habits. Now, I'm sure you don't have any bad money habits. I feel like this episode is a bit targeted at myself. Unlike you, who's perfect. I am I not have perfect. a lot of bad habits. I bite my nails, I swear. Just listening to myself on this podcast, I pick out verbal tics that are annoying. Is at least a- you don't gamble or drink, right? <laughs> well, those aren't ha- habits. I hope not. Anyway, is this an intervention? Is, this an inter- is my mom here? <laughs> oh, boy. I wish she was. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, I, I we're, we're talking about bad habits today because odds are you have a financial bad habit that is getting in the way of your financial success. And we're hoping that that we can get at that today. So whether you want to admit it or not, there's probably something holding you back. I know there's, there's, I have bad habits. Heather doesn't, but I have bad habits oh that I bring gosh. into the relationship. And I think you, it's important for our listeners, I think, to also be honest with themselves about their bad habits. Exactly. Set yourself free. Um, admit everybody's got some areas that you need to work on and probably in your financial life. So let's do it together. This is a safe space. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> None of us are perfect, right? We, we, and I think we all want to have financial success. And sometimes you just need someone to maybe point out the obvious and say, this is a place where you could make a change a little bit. And we're hoping maybe today's that day for you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we're we're here to help you walk with you down this path together. Exactly. Um, that we've we're continuing to walk we're down. We're gonna honestly. bust these bad habits. We are. Let's let's bust down those doors and break <laughs> them into pieces. <laughs> so Heather, when you think about bad habits, uh, when specifically bad financial habits, what kinds of things come to mind? Um, there's a lot, but we can't cover <laughs> all of them. But. Are, are you ask, Are you starting with me because you think I'm an expert in this area? Well, are, you, are you like no, no, I'm, just, no, I, I'm so, just trying to get the conversation going. Is right. all I'm trying to do here. But so I think one one big one is spending more than you earn, and I think this one's tricky because people may not even realize they're doing this if they have a, no idea about their financial situation. To me, this is a bit of a turn a blind eye scenario, um, but this one is serious because. This is like that snowball that's like speeding down a mountain, creating an avalanche. If you do this for too long, you're going to get in big trouble. This is something, like like you said, it catches up with you fast. And I would say it's the mother of all bad financial habits. Uh, Outgoing more than incoming money, that's going to be a problem no matter who you are, no matter how much money you make. 
that's just a recipe for disaster. There's no getting around it. And, and, and people may think like, oh, well, that can't be a habit. Unfortunately, I think it can be for some people. So, like, you don't want it to. Like, maybe if a slip up one month, that's probably not a habit. But some people, like, continually are doing this. And they tell themselves, oh, well, this month is different. I'm making it up next month. Yeah, this month was tight because of X, Y, and Z. But next month's going to be different. But then next month comes up and... A different thing happens, and it's like, well, okay, last month I had that random thing happen, but this month I had this extraordinarily random thing happen, so next month is going to be different. Right. (laughs) But it never is, because there's always something else that pops up. Yeah, and along those same lines, I think think credit card debt fits into that. I think credit card debt uh, goes, and just debt in general, is how you end up in the spending more than you earn. I mean, yes, you can work down your savings. Right. And, it's a little hard to, to spend more cash than you have. So you're probably using credit cards or some sort of debt to do that, right? So I do think these go hand in hand. And to me, this is probably one of the most expensive habits because it's just so easy to just charge it or in Singapore, you know, just tap that little card. And <laughs> so this one can get really dangerous. And according to a USA Today article from 2020, so hard hitting news, the average American has 6200 over $6,200 in credit card debt. Like, that's a lot. That's a big number. Yes, yes. And whether we want to admit it or not, I would admit, like, this, I wouldn't call credit card spending or credit card debt a habit of mine, but just having a credit card, I and I talked about this before, led me to spend more than I would have otherwise. I was, it was just too, so convenient. It was like, well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to spend more money. And that's one of the reasons why, one of one of a few reasons why we got rid of our credit cards uh, was just because yeah, it you was, was just going wild. Too easy to wild. use. You, you know me in spending. It's out of control. Can you imagine when I had a credit card, how out of control I was? I know. <laughs> and you had I wish a, you could see you Heather's face. credit card. <laughs> I wish you could see Heather's face right now. Oh. Another one is not saving for the future. And I'm sure David, the saver, cannot even understand this one, like how that could even be possible. But this goes out to all of those, all y'all out there with your favorite saying of hashtag YOLO or my problem, which is hashtag FOMO. Um, <laughs> it's all about living for today. We don't know if we're going to have tomorrow. And you know what? I am all about living by today. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't save for tomorrow. It has to be some balance in that equation. There definitely needs to be balance. I agree. And I am moving more so towards the live for the day for today front. I think it's also changed. It, it's changed probably as a result of me getting older and and recognizing that you know my the majority of your saving. I would say it's better to save when you're young and spend when you're old than it is to spend when you're young and save when you're old. And I I know people might disagree. Oh, you're young, you can enjoy it, but you wanna you wanna be able to have something in retirement as well. There's a balance. It's all about balance. Right. I'm going to buy you a hashtag YOLO shirt. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah. Which actually leads to the next one, which is shopping when you're bored. Oh, shopping when you're bored. <laughs> this one I have totally been guilty of. I, I think, like, I think I've mentioned this on episodes before, but this is like, I have a tendency to spend money when I'm not working. Shocking. Um, and this, 
I, I think it's interesting too for this one, right? Because I feel like it's progressed over time. Um, you know, it used to be you'd go to the mall and you'd shop or you'd walk around. Now and then it kind of went to TV and infomercials. You'd watch the half hour or the home shopping. Did you network. actually buy stuff on uh, the shopping network? Yeah, that's how I bought Turbo Jam. It's also how I made you buy me a Ninja Blender. Like oh, there are so gosh, many things I said right. no to, oh, but there are gosh. plenty of things I said yes to. And now though, it's progressed to online shopping. So like it just keeps getting easier and easier. Like now I can do this from the comfort of my own home and my PJs, eating my ice cream out of my pint, which you don't let me do. So like this is like really dangerous, but like this I think is um yeah. While we're talking about bad habits, eating ice cream out of the pint, I would say qualifies <laughs> as a bad habit. I mean, that's that puts you on the you don't fast even let track me to Fatsville. <laughs> Am I allowed to say Fatsville? Is that <laughs> I might have just offended might somebody. Have offended. We might have lost two, li- uh, two of our four listeners. Anyway, be careful out there when you're eating ice cream out of the pot. Name, name one bad habit that you have, by the way. Oh, just name one. Come on. Off the top of your uh, head. Uh, exactly. I'm too lazy. Exactly. I'm too lazy. Oh, I, my gosh. I don't go Stop walking it. for two hours every day like you. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So these purchases... Like the Ninja, maybe not the Ninja Blender, but I think I think the the impulse purchasing that you see on that you used to see on infomercials, not that they're really infomercials anymore, but impulse buying that kind of thing can can get you in trouble. You I, moved, I get you moved on to a new one. So the I was talking about shopping when you're bored. Ah, uh, impulse yes. purchasing. Now, you might say, you obviously got confused because you don't understand this, but let me tell you, these are similar. I've done impulse purchases. Yeah, these are not the same. These are similar. They are not. These are definitely two different things. Well, yes. Maybe I should let the spender, let the the spender explain the complexity (laughs) here. Um, This one, impulse purchasing, is all about in the moment. It's at the checkout stand, or maybe you're going to go buy some new underwear and you just need to get underwear and then you try out the new fragrance because the lady's coming around and then you're like, man, I love that fragrance. I have to have it. This is just a hypothetical situation. When you say buying underwear, you mean you go in with the free underwear voucher or coupon Ex- and you well, come out be. with a few other things. Yeah, you go in with the free, but you also need to pick up a few, right? And then you get the, you're like, oh my gosh, this fragrance is so amazing. So this one can strike you when you're not prepared. This also happened to me recently. We were back in the U.S., and I went shopping with my girlfriends. And I really hadn't really planned on buying anything. I didn't really need anything. I had just gone shopping, obviously, the week before with my mom. And then $500 later. I know. I bought a new backpack purse and a dress, neither of which I needed, but I had to have in the moment. I I don't regret it, though. I have no regrets. But this one is slippery. slippery We had a nice conversation about that. Because that was not in the budget. That was off budget. and But nothing from the U.S. was in budget, to be fair. But that doesn't mean you can just go <laughs> hog wild and say, there's no budget, so I'm just going to spend like the money is free-flowing off of a money waterfall. So I guess what we're <laughs> learning is there are a few bad habits, probably more in the uh, spender category. It, my impulse purchases, and I, I've gotten sucked into this occasionally, but normally for me it happens at the grocery store where I see something that's not on the list, but I'm like, ooh, that looks really good, and it's groceries, so what's the harm? It's food. You need it. I need food you to need stay to alive. Survive. I need to stay alive. It's and great rationale. Why not stay alive in a way that 
I might enjoy a little bit exactly, more. Exactly, with a little gin and tonic. Why not? Well, gin and tonic doesn't keep you alive. <laughs> it, it, it keeps it might keep you happy, but it doesn't keep you alive. <laughs> I think we should switch gears a little bit because I'm feeling like a little ganged up on. How about we switch to something that is maybe a bad habit in the saving realm, such okay. as not being prepared for an emergency. Oh, Yes. So you definitely need to save so that you're prepared for an emergency. Completely agree with you. That that's the beauty of being a saver, right? Is that you're you're prepared for that emergency. So some people think, "Oh, well, my my car isn't going to break down this month, so I don't need to put that money aside right now. The car is is newer or maybe I just had it worked on." But that doesn't mean it won't break down next this month. And so having that emergency fund on the side is so critical. You need to be able to save for that. Yeah. Now, let me just talk to the spinners out there. This one isn't fun. Like we've talked about this a lot about emergencies. Stuff is going to happen. I say stuff, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> guarantee. So if you have expenses uh, or expensive unplanned surprises, they will happen and why not be prepared? I'll tell you why you're not prepared. Because you're busy racking up credit card debt while you're shopping for boredom. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no fun to be caught in one of these surprises and be broke. So this is a really bad habit. So they all kind of relate to each other. I feel like they're all building upon they, each they other. They are building like upon each other. If you maybe fix one, maybe you can really fix like multiple. It's, it's almost a domino or a cascading effect that's here. So now I will give you a little credit though to the spender side on this, that saving all your money isn't necessarily a good habit either. So what I know, I'm sorry. I just, I just dropped my mic. <laughs> I think I passed out there for just a second. No, what I get as much as it pains me to admit it, it, you don't want to be hoarding money. You don't want to live like a hermit, just hidden away, not spending a dime. You need to be able to enjoy your life. I mean, what's what, what's this. the point of money and having money and saving money if you're never going to enjoy it? Yeah, just to be clear, this is a bad habit. But David, I'm gonna let you take this one because I don't think I've I can relate to this topic at all. Um, so if you could kind well, of elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, on no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really understand this. As a, oh boy, <laughs> how this would ever be possible? But. No, so for me, I think it can actually be it can actually be anxiety creating to spend money at times or or it, it, it can just make me very anxious very nervous very unhappy to spend money and it takes a conscious effort to say oh yeah we need to have some fun once in a while and that's okay and I it, it's a tough habit to break it's a very tough habit to break. And I think we, you know, you know, this is the, probably the one that I struggle with the most, but, um, yeah, it's in, like we were, you were mentioning earlier, we need to have balance in our lives. And so getting, achieving that balance is really important and it's hard from the spender side to achieve that balance. It's hard from the saver side to achieve that balance. And, right. and that's where, you know, our tagline at the end is all about, um, financial success is, is somewhere in the middle of right. those two. And that's what I'm talking about here is you got to find that middle ground. I'm a little, I'm a little speechless right now after that one. So I think, I think we've covered a lot of, of bad habits. I'm sure there's a gazillion more out there that we didn't cover, but 
switching gears to, okay, now we've covered a lot of these bad habits and maybe what people like myself are guilty of. Um, so what do we do about it? How can we help people? Is it just a, there's no point? Well, it's not it's easy. It's a hopeless cause. Habits, I mean, the reason they're called habits is because oftentimes you're doing them without even thinking about it, right? This is your knee-jerk reaction. It's just the way you are. It's ingrained into you, which makes them inherently hard to break because this is your personality at a certain level. And so how do you change who you are, maybe how you define yourself even? Um, and I would say this this can be done very similar to how you would break any other habit. So a financial habit isn't that different than any other habit. It's behavior. And so when you want to change a behavior, there's studies done about how to change behavior. And uh, so, for example, one of the important things that, that is oftentimes looked at when you're breaking habits is identifying what are the, what are the triggers that are making me want to do this bad habit or that when when this trigger happens I automatically have this reaction to it identify those things so like for me um that that trigger might be I feel like if there's large expenses going out that are outside of my control I clamp down right away I'm like oh gosh anything that I do have control over I don't have control over these big big outgoings but I do have control over how much am I spending on groceries? How much am I spending on clothing? How much am I spending on whatever? I have control over that. And so then I clench down and lock it down. And recognizing that trigger, I think helps me realize that it's happening and then have a conversation with you about it. Yeah, I think this is a really good thing to do if you if you really want to change. I mean, you have to understand what's causing it, like you said. So for like for me, if shopping from boredom when you're not working, like something I fall prey to, then make plans. Like plan on my day, plan free things to do. But you first have to figure out and identify the cause to the effect, right? Before you can make the change. So I think that's a really good one. Yeah. And for some people it might be it might be depression, right? I, I've right. heard several people say, oh well, shopping makes me happy. And so when I'm sad, I go shopping and I get this this high when I buy something. And so that that could be your trigger. I, understanding your triggers, I think, is is an important first step. Right. I think another step is really focusing on why you want to change. And we talk about this a lot in just like goal setting or financial oh, goals, yeah. right? Because goals are so important. You just like changing a habit. You're not going to change without your why, unless you have a real reason of why you want to do this, and and there's a real reason behind it, odds are you're not going to follow through because you're just going to be like, eh, whatever, this is hard to do. It's hard. It's hard to break habits. And so you really got to know why you're doing it and be committed to that. So why do I want to change my savings habits? Well, happy wife, happy life, right? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's stuff in it for me too. Uh, it's not just Heather, but, uh, and, and I think it's so great, especially in, in a marriage um, this is a marriage and money podcast, especially in a marriage. You have the benefit of getting the support of your spouse. You should get the support of your spouse or maybe maybe a friend, somebody that can hold you accountable to breaking that bad habit. So it doesn't maybe in some cases, maybe maybe your spouse isn't the right person to hold you accountable. Maybe that that spouse has been on your case already about this thing and that's not the right person to be holding you accountable, but maybe a good friend is. 
Um, and I, I don't know, I, having that accountability uh, is something with, with any kind of habit that's helpful to break. Yeah, I'm never too proud to ask for help. I literally just said this to a coworker this week. Like sometimes in life you need help. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask for it. And you can hopefully help someone else. If you're vulnerable and share and reach out and need help, you might find somebody else that needs help as well. And you can help each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've also found that, you know, you were talking earlier about, about goals. When you want something bad enough, uh, like when you want to break a bad habit bad enough, it's something that's always on your mind. It's something you're thinking about constantly. That that state when you're always thinking about something. Like when I'm always thinking about you every day. Exactly. Is that really? <laughs> that Another word for that is mindfulness. And so you, you may have heard that term bounced around a few times, but really... You know, you're just, you're, this is on your mind. You're thinking about it when you're going through your day. This is bouncing around in the back of your head. And this, this might come across, at least initially, uh, almost as, as fake. So let me give you an example. So I've been, um, I've been actively working to not be so, so tight, right? So to, to, to loosen up a little <laughs> not bit. Not in the body, though. You're plenty tight there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But my, like my normal reaction when Heather says, oh, I want to spend X amount of dollars on something, it's, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, grumpy. And, and so recently, Heather wanted to buy something. I don't remember what it was, if it was a purse or if it was, oh, I, don't, I don't even remember what it was um, like a month or two ago. And my first reaction when she said this was this look on my, my, I had an expression on my face that was like, oh my gosh, oh, please no, don't, don't do this. And then I had to stop <laughs> and I had to think about it and I had to then say, no, actually this is going to be okay. We're going to, we can do this. And she didn't believe me. She didn't even believe me because, because it, well, was, it was so different. It, it was, was such a different Well, response. my facial expression said one thing, my voice said another, and it was different it was out of character for me. So there were, there were a few things working against me, but it was because of that mindfulness that I was able to stop and say, wait, I recognize what's happening. I need to make a different decision here and go against my bad habit. Yeah, no, that's a really good example. I, I love this one. I love, I love talking about mindfulness. I know it's kind of a buzzword, but everything in life to me is about being intentional. You know, what do you want to do with your money? Like you just gave that example. What do you want to do with it? So telling it what you're going to do with it versus just letting it happen, right? Being intentional, like you said, and mindful of your decisions. I think another one is replacing a habit with a different one. So maybe you can replace something that's not so good for financial, but with something that's good. Um, so uh, except David, except you, David, you're stuck with me. You can't replace, you can't trade me in <laughs> for... Why would I want to do that? For another one. <laughs> Come on. I, I can't improve on perfection. <laughs> but this one's good. Like you said, it's a habit is something, you know, you don't even think about doing. So if you can replace something bad with, oh, hey, I just do this every day. I think that's, um, I think that's a good way to go about it. I, I like also, I think when, when I'm trying to replace a habit, I like to start small. Because as, as we, I said with that last example, 
um, uh, around trying to change this habit around always saying no to something. Um, I want to start small and say, okay, items at, at this level, I need to, I need to make sure I at least just kind of pause and reevaluate and like how, how hard of a line should I really be drawing on this? How, how much does this really matter? I need to, I need to think about it a little bit more. Um, and, and so maybe that means, so it, it probably means saying yes to more smaller things and then working my way up, uh, where appropriate. I, but I, I guess what I'm saying, or if you're, or if you haven't been saving, it means putting away an extra, extra 20 bucks this month or an extra hundred bucks this month, whatever a, a small amount is for you. Um, just put a little bit more away this month than you did uh, last month. Just start that process. Yeah, don't try to conquer the whole world. Don't try to stop all of your habits at once. You know, don't try to stop biting your nails, swearing, start exercising, journeying all in one day. Like you need to tackle it one at a time, you know, and keep promises to yourself. I do have a tendency sometimes to do this, especially, I think a lot of people, especially at the beginning of the year when you put your new goals or I, I hate calling resolutions, whatever, right? And you lay it out and you're trying to do everything. So one thing that I've started doing is now at my birthday, which is coming up in November, feel free to, to send <laughs> gifts um, and cash. I take cash. It's fine. Um, but what I am now trying to do is like thinking kind of as my birthday is like, okay, what are some things since it's my new next year should I do? And then it kind of gets me a kickstart on the new year because I've already mm. kind of started some good habits. So yeah, I can little That's start, a good idea. start small and then continue. That's a really good idea. I think another one for me is kind of along the same lines is um, prepare for slip ups because this is going to happen to your point, like starting small, but you're not going to, you're not going to start and just like miraculously never do that habit again. <laughs> you're, you, you fixed everything. You're not perfect. Um, you're going to mess up, but don't give up. Just start again. Keep starting. That's the important part. It doesn't matter. Like you said, just start, get started. And David hates it when I say that the diet starts on Monday after a weekend of overeating, but at least I start. At least I start again. Like that's, that's true. the key. You that's know, true. never stop starting. I agree. What what annoys me is when you say the diet starts on Monday on Saturday. <laughs> which means In case I need to wait. You, Note to self, wait till Sunday to say. You it. got another day of like, well, okay, you don't really mean to start right away. You're intentionally deciding in that case to uh to be be gluttonous for a little bit longer. And so I, I would say, if you're going to start, start now. Don't say, I'm going to start in two or three days. Start now, but but it's okay to start small. It's okay yeah, to get going. you're going to mess up. And, and you're going to mess again. up. Yep. Another good one is to leave yourself reminders. Um, and I have this uh, on other personal goals. So, for example, I have my goal weight on a sticky note on the bathroom mirror. So I see it every day, multiple times a day. Um, and so that's just a good reminder of, Hey, don't forget about this. It's like out in front of my face. And, and we did a similar thing with our goals, uh, with our monthly budget review, right? Mm -hmm. So we have here and we see it every, every month we pull up that budget. We say, here's our, our target for the year. How are we doing against it? And that's motivating right. in, in the same way that your sticky note is. Right. Um, another last one that I want to cover is just, um, motivate yourself with rewards. Holla, this is what I'm talking about. Celebrate along the way. And we talk about this a lot too in the episode that 
it is good to celebrate. So like I think I've talked about with my weight, weight loss is that after every 10 pounds of weight, I would buy a celebrate with a bottle of wine. So I think that helps along the way too, to kind of help motivate yourself. Yeah. It's important to, to be motivated and keep pushing ahead and that's right. Yeah. Celebrate. celebrate. So we want you to continue the conversation with your spouse. Hopefully this was helpful on giving you some tips on how to maybe make some changes. So identify what is one of your financial bad habits and share it with your spouse. Um, discuss some ideas on how to change that habit and turn it into maybe a good positive habit that you could replace it with. So David, Heather, what is a bad financial habit you have and what are you doing to address it? Well, I think we already talked about the obvious one about, about how you're, how you're perfect. You don't have any bad. Habits. No, about being, being too, <laughs> being a little bit too much of a saver at times. So I'm not going to talk about that one, but I, I, the, the, that's like the interview question. What's one of your weaknesses? Well, I work, I work too hard. <laughs> I work, I put in way too many hours and work too hard. It's just such a bad, I can't, I don't a, have any work life balance. Bad habit of me. Yeah. So that, was that kind of where you're going with? No, 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 no. So my, my second, <laughs> the, the, the second habit that I need to work on is that I feel like I have a tendency to not want to do the work quote unquote, when it comes to managing money. And I know that sounds kind of strange coming from a guy running a you know you have a podcast podcast about money advice and such but i i mean i just want to be real like managing money doing investment work managing uh, our accounts all that kind of stuff i don't enjoy it yeah. like i like the budgeting piece of it i don't like the the managing the day to day investing and ins and outs of the accounts that's not fun it's work it's tedious to me and it's painful and I have to force myself to do it even though I know doing doing it doing those behaviors results in great practices and so I think you know it's a the bad habit is my tendency to just try to ignore it or to want to push that off on you and I think the uh, it's important to remember that not everything you you have to do you want to do and so Anyway, I need to continue to, to keep working on that. Hmm, thank you for sharing. So, thank you for being vulnerable. Well, thank you. Give us so, a little peek into what's going on in your heart. I feel like I'm being made fun of a little bit. No, you're but, not. I mean it. Oh, okay. I mean well, it. That's good. So what, what are you uh, working on these I'm going to pass on this question. I oh, come on. I think we've heard that I have no bad habits to need to address. <laughs> <Okay>. Just kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, I've covered a lot. I've got a lot of these bad ones. But I think right now... Um, I think what I need to focus on is being more mindful, specifically of when I'm grocery shopping in Singapore or for entertaining. So things are just a lot more expensive here and I, I need to pay better attention. It just, it adds up really quick. And I didn't really have to worry about that as much in the U.S., but here I have been shocked sometimes when I've gone to check out of the grocery store when we were planning on entertaining or hosting and it's like, whew. So I just think I need to be a little bit more mindful and planful about that. I mean, it's still cheaper than going out, and I think that's how I rationalize it in my head. It's like, well, this is still cheaper than going out to a restaurant for four people. But um, And I do want to be a good host, but I think that there's I could do better in being a little bit more mindful and planful and just be a little bit better, more careful. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's good. And it is, it is hard. I totally understand where you're coming from because – Groceries, for instance, are twice as expensive as they are in the right. U.S. here. Uh, and, and so it's easy for it to get away well, from you honestly, without even like, realizing it. Yeah, well, I never knew how much groceries really costed in the U.S. Because it was just, I don't know, it just and wasn't then, that much more money. But, like, here... 
you're like, oh, I'll just I'll just buy some cherries because in the U.S. cherries are like two or three, maybe four bucks for a pint, and here it's twenty dollars. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think so we've heard of like, like the oh, ninety dollar okay. strawberries from Japan or something. Right, a, a, a hundred and eighty dollar bag of oranges we yeah. we heard of. Yeah, but anyway. some crazy stuff. So gets away from me easy. Well. Anyway, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. Remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life is